Hey, you're listening to the Speaking of Music podcast. Hey guys, we're back. And today we are covering the highly anticipated album, An Evening with Silk Sonic, which is something not only have Anusha, Victoria, and I have been super excited for, but basically the whole world had been waiting for this album. Yeah, definitely. If you didn't know, Silk Sonic is made up of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, and they announced that they would be releasing a album together as Silk Sonic about a year ago. So it's basically been anticipated for an entire year, and it finally came out on November 12th. 2021 and the singles were leave the door open skate and smoking out the window and there are nine tracks but like there's an intro so it's technically only eight tracks all right so that being said we can get started with some rankings i can start my rankings are skate put on a smile blast off smoking out the window fly as me 777 after last night leave the door open and silk sonic intro my rankings are Skate, 777, Fly as Me, Put on a Smile, Smoking Out the Window, Leave the Door Open, Blast Off, After Last Night, and The Silk Sonic Intro. And my rankings are Smoking Out the Window, Put on a Smile, Leave the Door Open, Skate, Fly as Me, 777, Blast Off, After Last Night, and Silk Sonic Intro. Okay, we're going to dive right in, going in order from the top. So, let's talk about the intro. Yeah. Definitely is an intro. <laughs> I think it sets the tone perfectly. Yeah. You kind of feel like you're getting introduced into like a live venue. That's yeah. exactly and what it the, gives. The whole feel of this album kind of gives off those. You're at a live show and it's it's a lot of fun. It's like a relaxed show. It's not like a screaming crowd hysteria type of thing going on. It's like more like sit having, down, grab your wine. Yeah, pretty much. Recline back. And it does a good job of introducing the group. And introducing what their songs are basically gonna sound like. Yeah. And the formation of this group was just such an exciting experience for all of the OG Bruno Mars fans and people who just liked his music earlier and were waiting for him to come out with something new. This was just a really exciting experience. So I guess this intro was the perfect way to kick off, you know, a new era for him and Silk Sonic in general, so I really appreciated this format of awesome. intro. Um, the special guest type of thing they did with Bootsy Collins was very cute. It's like, like it's not a feature, right? Because he right. just like talks a little bit, but he's present in the tracks as well as the intro, which I thought was very interesting, and and done really well. I think that. it definitely adds to the whole live show feel. Right. It wasn't awkward. It wasn't out of place. And it's like, oh, a band that I named Silk Sonic. And then, boom, it opens right into Leave the Door Open, which is the next song we're going to talk about. So this was the like, single. beginning. And I feel like this song just established, you know, the sound for Silk Sonic and what we could expect from them and it you know blew up the song went viral on the internet and especially on tiktok and it's just a really really good you know introduction to the group so this was the first music we got from them and it was our first taste of this new era for bruno and silk sonic and i think that 
this song just appealed to so many different audiences too because yeah it went viral on TikTok but it was also very jazzy and like appealing to people who like jazz music what I like about it is that it doesn't sound it doesn't really sound like like a pop song you would hear on the radio but Even then it was all over but the then radio. it got on the radio and it kind of like stayed there for a very long time and it brings something new to the pop scene that's happening yeah. right now it's like this pop chill jazzy medley that i think that silk sonic is created for themselves like this is a genre that they're trying to specialize in and they've done a really good job of right. doing that so far i'd say they're definitely not pop singers but they appeal to a pop audience which is very it's almost necessary in order to be successful on the billboard charts which this song did at one point top the billboard hot 100 yeah so they did a very good job in creating this not only a niche audience but just the general public and choosing the correct singles definitely played a role in that yeah and you know this song was as we've said, the first that we got from Silk Sonic. And when I listened to it, I was so, you know, happy with this song because I really loved Bruno, you know, from his old music. And he was one of the first artists that I really, really loved, like when I was younger and stuff. And I've always admired him for his really, really smooth vocals and hearing this jazzy side of his music and combined with Anderson was just so special and it was so exciting. I really loved it. I kind of became emotionally attached to this song like before <laughs> because what they did was they released the lead single a little early in the year and then they let it like stew for a good five months before releasing the next single. So that gave plenty of people including me ample time to become emotionally attached to this song and I don't really I mean it was played on the radio many 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 times but it's not the type of song that's easily overplayed in my opinion it's something that's easy to listen to yeah I agree and I think you can say that about the entire album it's so chill and easy to put on I was gonna say that's something both of them do very well in their careers you know, they make the type of music you don't get tired of. And I mean, I think it definitely carries over because of their funk feel going on in this collaboration that you can kind of want to hear it more because it's reminiscent or almost a tribute to like 70s and 80s music that you would hear. Mm -hmm. And it's brought back in a way that it caters to all audiences. And that's why it's done such a lovely job of, you know, instead of peaking and falling, just kind of owning the radio yeah, for no, a long becoming time. something that's actually going to last in the music scene and becoming something that, you know, as we were talking about, it appeals to so many audiences, but it's not just something that's like some sort of TikTok fad and then it fades away. It's something that is actually going to make an impact on the music scene because they are bringing in all these new ideas and all these new sounds into the pop jazz scene. And it's really special. Okay, so let's move on to the next track, which is Fly As Me. All right, this song just, it's definitely, it's witty. Mm -hmm. For lack of other words, like it's so funny 
to me. And the verse, the verse starts off, and just right away you get this feel. I love it so much. I don't think Victoria loves it as much as I do, does she? No, you have it the highest out of all of us. Okay, as I should. We both have it at a five. Me and Anusha have Flies Me at number five on our rankings, which I feel like is solidly in the middle Mm -hmm. for a short album like this one. Yeah. And I do have to say, I didn't like it as much when I first listened to it, but then when I listened to it more, I feel like it just has such a um, contagious energy. And because they're so confident in what they're singing and they just bring that energy to an upbeat song like this and the lyricism i think woven throughout this album is just done in such a way that's so niche to what you know anderson and bruno respectively put out and just the way that they phrase certain things and the way that they um come up with concepts for the songs i feel like it's just so specific to the kind of music that bruno and anderson put out it's like not something that's generic it's funny it's you know sometimes it's really endearing and cute but i it's just such a good combination no what i like is how they um refer to themselves as in third person so he's like silk sonic does this yeah silk sonic smooth like a mac <laughs> I kind of wanted to say is when you this song is third on the track list but the second real song so if you listen in order and you already heard the single on the radio this is basically the first new song you're mm-hmm. getting and right off the bat you can tell that this album is something that they put together so carefully yeah because they match everything matches and the way anderson articulates his words it's not as though he has very clear articulation it's that he does when he needs to and then he slurs some of the other words on purpose and because of the style of music that they're creating and i think it sounds lovely for what they're doing for I love using the word lovely, even though it's not particularly a word you would use to describe a song that's boasting about how great they are. <laughs> um, but everything that they did with a fast-paced song to just have the words be so satisfying to the listener, I loved it. I loved it. No, I agree. Here. I agree. It's like careless, but in a really careful way. Exactly. Okay. Let's move on to the next song on the track list, which is After Last Night. And this is a song featuring Bootsy Collins and Thundercat. So, yeah. <laughs> what do we want to It definitely has an intro. It definitely <laughs> is an intro. There, There is an intro. What I do have to say is, is that I feel like maybe this is just me, but Thundercat is not really um like a household name yeah um and you would only know him through his specific genre of pop funk and i personally only knew him because ariana covered Mm -hmm. his song and then she sang that song with him and it was great but when i saw this feature on the album i was like Wow, that makes so much sense because their sounds are so 
similar and compatible compatible and thundercat bringing in more of the pop funk sound and then bruno and anderson keeping the like r&b sound as well makes it a really interesting song thundercat like the name is so intriguing to me i love it i love it but also at the same time if you use it in the wrong context could sound like a nightcore remix (laughs) could like thundercat remix i expect it to be in two times speed no but also speaking of names like silk sonic as the name for the group for the duo i'm gonna bring this up so so spot on because their voices are just silky silky yeah no for real it's like silky and they're so um ingrained in each other when they're singing together when they're you know doing the harmonies and when they're bringing in all of these you know jazzy r&b sounds it just works together in such a good way i was definitely i when i was listening i was walking and i was listening i was kind of collecting my thoughts of what i was going to say during this episode and one thing i thought of while listening to the harmonies it might have been this song um but they just came together and just resonate they wash over you in a way that you're like yeah i get the sonic thing now it feels so natural you know with some other artists when they do i mean technically this isn't a joint album like they are a band but when other artists do joint albums sometimes it feels a little more forced and it feels like you're you know just kind of mixing two different sounds for the heck of making an a collaborative album right but with this album it just feels so natural and so right and it's not even like they have two of the same voice no right for sure drawing from a little bit of personal experience when i used to sing with my sister people would be like who's singing you guys sound the same right because we have different variations of the same voice but to have such a light tone and like a breathy tone from one of them and then have another one that gets super full in the lower regimen and Mm -hmm. then just goes up into a falsetto that is equally as breathy i would say Mm -hmm. it just fits so well and i wouldn't have thought of it but when it happened i was like oh yeah this makes total sense okay let's move on to smoking out the window this song so smoking out the window was the third single from the album and it's also was one that got that went a little viral on TikTok and think, radio and such. Yeah, no, I think more. Yeah, no, I am too. Would because viral on TikTok and they're like, oh my god, this is a TikTok song. No, uh, no, guys, it's not. It's giving when people thought Enchanted, Enchanted. was like an Indian music TikTok song and it was Taylor Swift. No, stop. It's like, oh my god, you know the TikTok song? No. No, I don't no. know that TikTok song. I know the Taylor Swift song from the album Speak Now. And same thing here. It's like, I don't know the TikTok song, but I know Silk Sonic, you know? It makes me so mad when good music is like, oh my god, that TikTok song. No, don't disrespect her like that. It totally ruins it because I really liked this song when it came out. And then I just saw all of the usage of that one audio on TikTok. And it... I swipe past it so I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> and it's... It, we can have a whole different discussion about <laughs> the TikTok and its music, but let's just talk about this song. It's so catchy. 
Oh, I yeah. think the choice for the singles, all three of them, were just so, so spot on. Because, yeah, I went viral on TikTok, which we're not happy about. But the fact that they were able to take a jazzy R&B song, and it's not pop. We talked about this. It's not pop music. The fact that they were able to make this go viral on TikTok really says something about how their sounds resonate with their audience. And it's just it's just so masterfully presented and marketed and you know we were talking about how victoria was saying how you know they let the first single stew for like five months i think that while we're kind of complaining about the album being short and while we're like oh we wanted more from them i feel like this was just such a good marketing strategy because now we want more we're left with a feeling of oh like what's next what do we get next from silk sonic when is their next stop coming out are we getting more from silk sonic i hope so i, <laughs> I thought don't know it was yet. like a one and done business i, I, was I like, don't know about that's that that's why i wanted more i'm i think that making it that short was just such a good marketing thing because i mean i don't know if they're coming out with more stuff but if they are we're ready for it so marketing just really well done with this era and album <laughs> I do have to say one line from this song, and I know that this is like kind of the line that went viral, but the not to be dramatic, but I want to die. Yeah. I feel like I encapsulates like the entire like album. Like they're like being so dramatic, but like not at the that same time. That line makes me so, so happy. I don't, I can't even explain it. It just makes me, it just makes me inexplicably happy. I not agree. to be dramatic, but I want to die. It's just, that is just, a testament to all of their personalities and um you know what they bring to this album and like I was saying the lyricism it's just half of it is funny half of it is like wow that's really clever it's so well done and I can't even I don't even have enough words to say how well done it is I know I just think that um they do a lot of call and response type of things yeah um and here they don't really use it until I guess the outro type of chorus, like the final chorus. And I think it was right of them to withhold it until the very end for this song because we already heard it in Leave the Door Open in the verses and the chorus of that in two different ways. We already heard it in Skate. And for this to be their third single, it's nice to show that they could have done something different, which definitely, as Anusha was saying, adds to why this was such a masterful choice for a single. And I enjoyed it a lot. Silk Sonic may be smoking out the window, but we're about to give you an ad break. All right, we're back. After that <laughs> awful ad segue. We're so sorry. We could not think of a better one. Yeah. Anyway, we are going to talk about Put On A Smile. This one is so cute. I really like Jeez. this one. So this is a concept that I kind of saw coming from the verse. I was like, oh, I understand the mm-hmm. chorus now before it comes. So when it did come, it was like satisfying to the ear when it was like, it says trying to put on a smile. I'm out here smiling like a fool. When the only thing worth smiling for is Is you, you, right? Yeah. So in the chorus, and you know, the title is put on a smile. It's talking about how the person is so sad. And it's like, I'm going to put on a smile anyway. And I'm trying and I'm trying. And then you're like, aha, I know where this is going. And I think it was very they closed it off in a way that it was nice to the it like satisfied you it went full circle in a way that people wouldn't 
think about not liking this song. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, like, it's so cute. No, yeah, for sure. And I, something just clicked with me for the melodies of this song. I have it at number two, and so does Victoria. But I don't know. It's just really, really wholesome. <laughs> it is so wholesome. What I like about it is that um, it's a nice uh, like balance for uh, Fly As Me, like earlier in the track list. Because in that song, they were kind of... Talking themselves up. Yeah, talking themselves up and being a little like, oh, I'm so amazing. But in this one, it's they like, kind of switch yeah. it around. and It's like admitting like kind of a weakness of sorts. Right. It's just so cute. And the one line that I like is in the intro, the ain't no shame begging in the rain. That Not gives, the rain. No, that gives so much like... 90s movies 80s movies like those are wrong a little bit of john cusack for sure only good things to say about this song (laughs) honestly every song that they've put out including the intro has just been so nice to hear so yeah easy to listen to so pleasing so exactly pleasing for a lack of better words it just seems like the type of music everyone can just enjoy. And you would put it on and no one would be like, oh, not them again, not them Silk Sonic dudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about 777. Which is, is the, the seventh, seventh track. track. As it should be. I would have been mad if it would have been anything else. Okay, before we start, I just wanted to say, I was surprised by the title being three sevens. Like, not, actu- not actual the word seven. I just assumed that it would just be seven. Because... If you look at all their other song titles, this one sticks out because mm-hmm. they didn't do the whole like creative song title thing that, you know, Billie Eilish, when she had eight as the track, it was just a number eight. But that made sense because all of her titles were formatted weirdly or like Lady Gaga capitalizes random letters. Well, not random, but she capitalizes certain letters because it means more to her to do it that way. But here we have all of them punctuated correctly and then we just have three sevens in a row no i really like that yeah it like it keeps the album super the album really interesting because at this point you're kind of towards the end still like in the middle ish and no the idea of 777 is just i i feel like this is such a good title for it like yeah it looks a little bit you know out of place and different but it's like oh it's like lucky numbers the concept of it's just like Lucky number is 777. Mm-hmm. And it definitely keeps to the theme. theme yeah, the for sure. Big money, baby. For sure. So definitely back to their nice little call and response thing mm-hmm. going on here. Well, mostly the bridge. The rest is kind of a little echo. But I loved it. It was like, come on, seven, seven, seven. seven yeah. Let's go. And everything they do, not only in this song, but in the other songs, they know when to come in with a word that just, you're waiting for it, you're waiting for yeah. it, it's in suspense, and then it comes, and you're like, yes, I love it. Production spot. Yeah, All I was right. going to say, the production of their songs is so specific. And um, this one was actually produced by Bruno. Mm-hmm. And he knows exactly what he's doing when he puts it together. Because I feel like this song has a little bit more of, interesting production elements than some of the other ones and it keeps it very fresh no and we were talking about how it sounds like 24 karat magic which was a song that bruno released you know on his own but 
<clears throat> I think kind of circling back to the whole call and response thing that Sophia was talking about. I feel like even though I haven't listened to Anderson's music, Bruno does a lot of the call and response thing in his solo stuff. So seeing that reflected again here is like, it's something that I like because it shows that even when, even through the formation of Silk Sonic, you know, as we were talking about before, each of their styles, it just merged. It's not something that was forced. It was something that, you know, just happened. It's, you see Bruno's stuff in it and you see Anderson's stuff in it and it just works together. It's not like they had to force it to make it happen. I was just going to talk about that a little bit. You know how Anusha was saying that she didn't really listen to the solo music as much and then she heard the collaboration and Victoria kind of was talking about how Silk Sonic had let their had let their lead single stew a little bit and just let people get used to it. It also caused a lot of people to come back and remember how good both of them were individually as artists and go listen to their solo music that maybe, you know, since Bruno hasn't released an album in a very long time. And, you know, they performed at the Grammys, they did all these performances, and the general public is now going back and listening to their solo music, which is very smart of them to do. Yeah, top tier marketing. They just hit the mark in every aspect you know production lyricism the sound the marketing it's just everything was so spot on right and you can tell they're having fun with it because although they were you know doing they're not showing up at every live performance yeah, they're and not being, shoving this in our faces they're not doing thousands of interviews but they are doing what they need to do to you know come out with this powerful collaboration and have the maximum audience and the maximum audience while keeping this musical integrity, mm -hmm. which sometimes when you're marketing an album, integrity goes out the window when you're repeatedly doing it, the same interviews over and over again for the same songs and just pushing everything to radio. And here there were songs on the radio and definitely it was a lot, but it didn't feel forced at all. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Skate. Skate to me, baby. Whoops. Which was the second single and so good oh my god oh my god <laughs> no this song is just uh it's everything it again you know i've been talking about during this episode how i was obsessed with the 80s and 90s i don't know the decades man like 80s 90s vibe 70s 80s 70s 80s 60s 70s 80s 90s 20s guys <laughs> pre-2000s vibe that you know emerges with this album and I think that my music taste is like definitely like guest mentioning Ariana again my favorite album of hers is one that reflects you know some of the older stuff and some of the older vibes that she brings but you know this song in particular just the concept of like skate to me baby it's like I well, love it so much I feel much. like it's because when you think of like the the roller skates, yeah, you think of like the groovy '80s disco parties yeah. at those skating rinks. We're struggling. At least she's trying. We're struggling. Okay, I wanted to bring this back when we're talking about clever lyrics here. It oh starts God, off of right at the verse in a room full of dimes. You would be a hundred dollars, and it's dimes are typically ten out of tens, like beautiful people type of things, and saying that. You know, he would, this girl they're talking about would upstage all of these dimes and it just has like layers to it. They added that money element, but then they also use dimes in the context of a very pretty person. And I thought that was so 
cool that right off the bat that they came in with this clever wordplay and they kept making lyrics that you listen to them and you're like, oh, that was so clever. Yeah. And right to the chorus, when it says, oh, skate to me, baby. And then you get that nice little skate in the background. All Everything the, you want to Yeah, hear. all the different layers and production elements kind of drifting in and out of each other. It's just so well done in this song. And, you know, the other songs too. But this song in particular had so many different elements happening simultaneously. And they were just, you know, coming in and out of each other. It was so perfectly done and timed too. Okay, I also think some of the lyrics are kind of funny. Yeah, no. Mm, you smell better than a barbecue. barbecue. <laughs> it gives a little bit of you're a turkey You're dinner. a turkey dinner. <laughs> so we talked about Love for Sale, a song called You're the Top, and they compared the lover to a turkey dinner. And, you know. I mean, I guess if clearly well, this is yeah, an old-timey thing. For sure. I guess if multiple people have decided that the standard is a barbecue slash turkey dinner, then maybe that's what we should be comparing each other to turkey. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should evolve our pickup lines. Literally, turkey isn't even that good in terms of meat. Yeah. I'm like, how bad? Or devolved sure because it happened. Okay. Yeah, no, but that, turkey just isn't good. How would you know? <laughs> Y'all are on time. Okay, okay. Moving on. All the love for skate. So catchy. If you haven't heard skate, first of all, where have you been? Second of all, exit this episode right now and go, and go listen, listen to, to it. Actually, go to like the, the whole album because it's nine songs. So like, even if you have like no patience, it's like thirty-eight minutes. Yeah, it's guys. really not that long. We are going to wrap up this episode with "Blast Off," the final track on this album. It's definitely um, suited for being a last track. Yeah, for sure, and. There are just so many adorable and clever lyrics in the song Blue Cocaine. Oh, oh. fruity. <laughs> just tough. I'd also like to note that Bootsy Collins comes back from the intro all the way back into the outro. Again, another full circle moment that Slip Sonic kind of gives us so that, you know, even like psychologically, that's satisfying no, it how is. things start and end even like in music songs start and end on the same note a lot of the times mm-hmm. because that's nice to hear and then here we have someone you saw in the intro come back in the outro and it kind mm-hmm. of opens and closes the show so it adds the vibe of hey look you're at a show look at this band look how cool they are yeah you hear the whole album full of collaborative songs that work so well together and fit the atmosphere and then it closes off hey we're blasting off like send you all love bye-bye with the person who opened the show and a word to me that describes this album is just groovy like all around and this song too brings all of those themes of grooviness back to the album it's like blast off and kiss the moon tonight um dance all night on saturn's ring and it just makes me so happy like it's the whole album is so wholesome and it's just uplifting wholesome uh, wholesome in the the time in the tone it is wholesome (laughs) okay sure yeah no the sounds the sounds that it brings except for the Mm. the last night thing (laughs) (laughs) the music the music 
music. Okay. This is wholesome. This is wholesome. Yeah, the music is just so warm and all of those harmonies and... Well, actually, this is I mean wholesome. <laughs> Silk Sonic sing about being transported into another world through the use of psychedelic drugs. <laughs> off was a lovely closet and Sakonic did everything right with this album from how they released the singles to how they appeal to their audience and you know how they kind of wove in these elements of older music into this new and fresh collaboration and from the intro to the outro everything they did appealed to all of us and I knew I was gonna love this album, but I love it so so much, mm-hmm. and I cannot stress that enough. For sure. Yeah. No. I mean, I had all the same closing thoughts. Just all around, masterfully put together, and you know, given to us. It was just, yeah. It's one thing to put together a really phenomenal album, but it's another thing to present it to the audience. And both of those were just so well done. Yeah. Can't. Even say in, enough good things about it even in the live performances they kept a nice consistent Tone. vibe and energy yeah for sure we have so much love for this album and we hope that if you've made it this far and you haven't listened to this album we hope you listen to it because we just we didn't really have any negative solid negative things to say about it so please go listen to it and you know if you have an album that you think we would like 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 if you have an album that you think we would love you know please reach out to us you can follow us on all of our socials our instagram is at the speaking of music podcast and our tiktok is at speaking music podcast so definitely make sure to go follow both of those for all of our latest updates and we'll see you next week Bye. bye